continuing my talk tonight. I'm continuing, and I'll bring to close next week. Um, not next week. I got another thing planned for next week anniversary. On Tuesday, I'll bring it to a close. I'll talk more about business on um, Tuesday night, business relationships. But I'm going to be speaking both, going back and forth tonight on it, okay? <clears throat> but I'm going to continue my conversation with you guys I had on Tuesday night. Y'all enjoy that? Are you yoked up with oh man we're gonna continue it today are you are you ready all right here it is here we go second Corinthians chapter 6 verse 11 um, through 18 that we'll be reading tonight all right so second uh, Corinthians verse uh, chapter 6 verse 11 say oh Corinthians we have spoken openly to you our heart is wide open you are not restricted by us but you are restricted by your own affections. Now in return for the same, I speak as to children, you also be open. Verse 14, here we focused our attention on, do not be unequally yoked together, together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness? Mm, we heard that before. And what accord has Christ with Bilal? Or what part has what part has a believer with an unbeliever and what agreement has the temple of God with idols for you are the temple of the living God as God has said I will dwell in them and walk among them I will be their God and they shall be my people therefore verse 17 says come out from among them and be separate says the Lord do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you <clears throat> Verse 18, it says, I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord, says the Lord Almighty. I'm going to continue again the conversation I had with you on Tuesday entitled, Who Are You Yoked Up With? <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. I, you know, I've been having the time of my life teaching this series to you called Kingdom Connections. I hope you have learned by the end of this message how to cut, maintain, or establish kingdom relationships. Now, repeat this after me. I forgot to tell you this last Sunday, but repeat this after me. Say, the right relationships will push me forward in the things of God, and it will not deviate me from the plan of God on my life. Here's the deal, man. I've been telling you the whole time, the whole time of this series, whether it is a work relationship, whether it is a business relationship, whether it is a platonic friendship, or whether it is a romantic relationship, it is very important that you just do not hook yourself up with any old body. I've been very hard and very try and, and trying to get this through all of our heads to not play, to not play with our lives. You should be very serious in what you do. You should be very intentional in what you do and who you hook up with. Who you decide to connect yourself with, you need to be very intentional. And you just cannot connect yourself with any old body. You need to connect yourself with people who are like-minded spirits, who are like-minded, not people who are going to take you away from God. Here's the deal. I want you to keep this in your mind. Every relationship that you have in your life should reflect your values. Yeah. 
And if you have a certain value system and your friends around you do not reflect that, what does that say about you? Matter of fact, some people will say, I can tell a lot about a person by who they decide to associate themselves with, which is very true. However, on the bad, on the flip side of that, it also can be very bad if the person don't reflect who they're around. Because here's the deal. A lot of times we, we are in things and, and around certain things that reflect an old person and not the new creation in Christ. And here's the reality is a lot of times we want to keep those type of people around and because you want them to come to where you are. And while that is great, you still can't allow your behavior to be corrupted by those who have not changed in their nature. Are you hearing me tonight? Because if any man be born in Christ, he is a new creation. That means I need to get myself around people who are also new creations in Christ. Because if, especially if I'm a new babe in Christ, I can't hang around the same people that I'm trying to get delivered from. And I can't be operating with the same mindset that I had with talking to a significant other that I once had before. I have to change my mind. That's why it says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because here at the end of the day, your mind needs to be renewed about what you used to think that you liked. Because what you used to yoke yourself up with is not good for you. Preach. Clearly. Yeah. Where is he or she now? Come on, man. Come on. The reality of the situation is, is that your minds, our minds have to be renewed to make sure that whoever we decide to connect ourselves with, whether it is a friendship or whether it is a, re a romantic relationship or a business partnership, that it reflects the values that we have. Here's the deal. The reason why Paul was being very, the apostle Paul was being very aggressive with the Corinthian church is because they were too affectionate and they were too loving. What does this mean? I thought we are supposed to love everybody. No, they were too loving and too affectionate in the sense that they were too willing to accept anything, to blend in. So why does it, Paul then say, how can you accept, how can light walk with lawlessness or agree with that? Because the Corinthian church, while they were around unbelievers, they were allowing that to now corrupt their own behavior. And now they were allowing anything and allowing anything to happen in practicing with false gods. Because you're allowing that to enter in. If you're not careful, what happens is something that you got delivered out of begins to start slipping right back in, yeah. depending on what you are doing and who you're around. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Are you hearing me tonight? Because this is what they were doing. Here's the deal. Jesus was with unbelievers and he sat with them. Here's the difference that everybody don't understand. While Jesus sat with unbelievers, tax collectors, prostitutes, all the nine yards, Jesus operated and he functioned in such a way that they had to come up to where he is. Listen to me. Any relationship that requires you to below yourself to where they are, you shouldn't be in it. Because either you're going to come up to where I am Hallelujah, in my walk, or you are going to be left behind. Either one, you got to pick, take your, chip, take your pick. Yes, yes, yes. Because why should I, why should I dim my light right. for you? 
Matter of fact, my light should be so radiant that it would cause you to wonder what is in you and whatever you got, I want that. I want to experience that for my own life. Hallelujah. So if you got friends who are not believers, your light should be so radiant, either they run or they are drawn to the light you got. Because here I think darkness is no way darkness can sit with light. It's no way because the light illuminates the darkness. It exposes it for where it is. Let me tell you something. The light that you carry is going to expose a lot of Judases. The light that you carry is going to bring light to who was never your friend to begin with. That's the issue. Your light that you carry when you got into that romantic relationship before will bring you out to believe that this man actually was light, but yet he was darkness. Because of the light you carry. The light you carry will expose and illuminate who and what they are. So if they came looking like a a sheep, guess what? Your light is going to expose that they're really a wolf. And they really got it out for you. All they want is one thing. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't got to go far. You understand it. They just want one thing from you. And if they can get that one thing and they, uh, they like it for a little good while, and then if they get tired of it, they go on to the next. What do I know? <laughs> what do I know? Here's the issue. They were, they were, they were. They were so gun hold. Yeah, no problem. Because we want to, you know, we want to like, yeah, be loving, accepting. Yes. Yes, it's okay. That's fine. And then you start, oh, wow, I really didn't plan on doing this, but okay. I guess if everybody else is doing, let me join in with the party. I don't want to be left behind. I don't want to be, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be left. Uh, and so the Corinthians were too accepting. If you're looking at the church where we are, we are too accepting of things that are lawlessness and trying to justify it as right. That doesn't make sense. Because you you mad because, oh, we got to be very careful of what we say. We have to be very careful about how we deal with things, all of that stuff like that, because, you know, everybody offended at the church and all of this stuff like that. You know, that's all nice. But I, I heard my Jesus say, they hated me. This is John chapter 17. Yeah, yeah. They didn't like me, so they're not going to like you. They have it out for you because they had it out for me. And because they had it out for me, just get comfortable. They're not going to like you. I'm just paraphrasing John chapter 17. It's around the verses 14 or 15. You can look at that for yourself. The reality is this. You so willing, you, you so trying to be open and ready uh, to receive from God and stuff like that. You so open and ready to, you know, to, 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 you know, I just want to be accepted. You know, I just want to go there. I just want to, listen, let me tell you something. People will look at you like, mm, you sure you want to do this? Because you look like a changed person. Hey, look, sometimes people will warn you about you before you do it to yourself. I don't know. What do I know? Who am I? Let's see. The Bible talks about being yoked. 
this is very interesting. I want you to know that uh, a yoke is like a wooden, it's like a, uh, it's a wooden bar that they used in the older times. A yoke is a wooden bar they would put it on these oxes. That's what, that, that was the first plow, <laughs> the oxes, animals. The first plow, that's how they used it to put seed on the ground. We, like I said on Tuesday, we just got smart and said, hey, this is too much work. <laughs> this takes forever. <laughs> Let's convince something that would be a better uh, solution <laughs> to our woes out here. <laughs> so what happened is, is that, you know, what happened is in that time they would yoke two equal oxes together and that they would begin to plow. Uh, they, they would begin to plow. And so it's a wooden bar. And so this is the same thing that we hear Jesus say, my yoke is easy. Uh, my, my, my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. All right. So a yoke is a wooden bar. And so they would place it on the neck of oxen, right? So they would place it on the neck of oxen to help plow and, 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 and for farming um, purposes. Here's the deal about uh, here's the deal about a yoke. It's very important that it was two equal oxes because they had to be of the same size. And they had, to be of the, they had to be of the same size because in order for it to work, in order for both to carry, in order, in order for the load to be even, they had to be of the same size. Yeah. Here's the deal about relationships, guys. You cannot be unequally yoked because if you take an oxen and try to think you're going to use a dog and put a bar on them to think that this thing is going to go forward, then it's not going to help. Because here's the deal. I want you to understand that you will have instability in your relationships. Point one that I want to make out to you tonight is this. Being unequally yoked will cause instability in your relationships. You will experience, it will be unstable. Why is that? Because you two are not of the same like-mindedness. That's why it's not going to work. The reality is it will be unstable. It will be nowhere in it will be no way in the world that you two will be carrying an equal amount of the load. Why is that? Because one is greater than the other. <laughs> I don't understand why we settle for zeros. I don't understand why we settle for men and women who are below what God has created you to be. Hmm? Not to say there ain't no room at the altar for them. There is. But I guess what? They haven't took that room at the altar. They haven't made no room for themselves. So it may, it's amazing to me how we settle for things and people that does not uh, uh, complement where we are. Because the oxen had to be of equal size in order for it to complement one another, in order for it to be able to move in a stable position. You're going to experience it's going to be unstable because one is carrying the other along. (laughs) Oh, my God. What does it make sense? You dealing with somebody don't got their stuff in, in order or even trying to put their stuff in order. You carrying the load, girl. Uh, I'm kind of low on gas, you know. Can I borrow $20? That's okay, Once, one time. That's all right. One time around, you know, get $20. Here you go. 
But then when you start noticing that this is an every week thing. <laughs> there's an issue here. If you start noticing that when you go on dates and all of a sudden his wallet is all of a sudden missing and this has happened more than one time, there is an issue. <laughs> Girl, do you mind? Now, listen to me. There's no problem with taking, you know, you know, sharing, not taking turns on stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. Let me, let me clarify that. If you got a girl who want to treat you sometime, great. But, you know, for me, you better be doing more of the treating for your lady than what your lady is doing for you. You women should be clapping more than that. I'm like, I'm getting a little worried for a second. What, y'all want to be taking care of most of the dinners? How does this work? <laughs> Brothers, find them out now. Find them out now. Whoever's single, find them out now. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. What do I know? So, as I continue, being unequally yoked will cause instability in your relationships because you are carrying most of the load. Here's the deal. You can't continue. When you are in a relationship, it is not, you cannot continue to carry it when, 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 what happens when you get low and you get tired? Who is there to pray strength for you? Here's the deal. It will be unstable and there will be instability because at the end of the day, you don't have a partner in this at all. You have a freeloader, not a partner. You have someone, how can that, how can that happen? Because listen, 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 hear me. You got to be with somebody who can carry you when you get tired. That you're both pulling each other's weight. <laughs> Here's the deal. What we say earlier, relationships are about work. W O-R-K. For any relationship to be successful, you got to work at it. And if only one person is working, there will be an unstable, there will be an unstableness in your relationship because you are carrying it because you, how, how can you have a real relationship? How can two walk together unless they agree? How somewhere down the line, somebody stop agreeing with you. Come on, somebody, you're going to experience unstable because you're carrying it and you can't depend on the person you're with to be your God. That's right. that's, that's cannot you cannot build a stable relationship. I don't care where it is without God being the foundation. And if he's not the foundation of both of you who are comparable with one another. Here's me. I've said comparable. Here's the difference. There's a difference because some people, I'm going to kill this, this notion. I want my significant other to be just like me. That is not going to be the case. Get it out of your mind. It's not going to happen. Why in the world would you want somebody like you? You know your stuff. <laughs> Come on. Why would you do that? No, 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 no. You need somebody to hear this deal. Eve complimented Adam. Right. So where he was weak, she made, up for, she made up for his weakness with her strength. Yeah. 
And where Eve was weak, Adam made up for her weakness with his strength. You need somebody who is comparable that makes up your weaknesses. Come on, somebody. That's what makes a stable relationship. Where you, where you are weak, she's strong. Where she's weak, you're strong. And, you're, and you complement one another. And where the both of y'all are weak, God makes you stronger. Uh, so don't be unequally yoked. Here's the deal. What happens is, is that, <laughs> go to point number two, Daniel, for me. It says, being unequally yoked will cause you, will cause unhealthy stress in a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unhealthy stress. Stress that you do not need. Right. Unwarranted stress. Let me tell you something. Your, your relationship will come under fire. You, will go, you guys will go through the fire, but that's stuff that, you know, that, that, you know, that comes with the territory. But how about those things that you bring alongside that is unhealthy, unhealthy stress that you welcomed, all because you settled for he or she? Oh, but she, man, she, yo, did you see her, Pastor B? Do you see her, Pastor B? Come on, man. Wouldn't you do it too? Wouldn't you talk to her too? Look, bro, you see how fine she is. Bro. Look, Pat, I, look, I understand that unequally yoked thing, but how about if I can convert her to be a Christian? Where would that get me? <laughs> it gets you nowhere if she ain't trying to. <laughs> Unhealthy stress. Because you, you look, you, because look, you, you, you got yourself yoked up with somebody, you unequally yoked anyway. You guys got two different value systems, and you getting all, you getting all frustrated. You getting all, oh my God, why in the world does this person do it? They don't respect my opinion. They don't respect all this stuff. You, inv- you welcome that stress. Why in the world did I get hooked up with him? He don't got no goals. He ain't even working towards nothing. And now I'm stuck with him. Hmm? Here's my deal. When we understand fellowship, if you really look clearly, uh, very, uh, uh, if we look at the definition of the word fellowship, what fellowship, that also, if you look at really what it really means in the Greek, it means is what, it, it talks about intim- intimacy. That's why you can't have intimacy with people you unequally yoked with. Because <laughs> if you do, you might produce. That just went over your head. If you do, you have a chance to produce. There is a, there's a flyer that say one plus one equals two. But really, well, anyway. So... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> unhealthy and unhealthy stress. And so you know what's happening a lot of times? Now we have now we now we have a baby, a, a child that's intervened now within a situation, and you don't even really like this dude anyway. Or you don't even really like her anyway. But because of the heat in the moment, because you thought he or she was fine and you couldn't live without him, and you love him so much, bam, child. 
So we have unhealth. So we have stress that we didn't need to carry at the moment. What I'm telling us tonight is that we got to be very careful who we allow to get ourselves not only physically intimate with, but who we share our deepest secrets to with our friends. Because everybody who is your friend only wants to be your friend to know your business. They want to know what you got going on so that they can go and run tell that. And guess what? Let you be unequally yoked with a friend who are, who's real revengeful. What they're going to do is when you make them mad, they're going to start telling what you did 20 years ago. I'm telling you. you got, that's what I'm saying. With friendships, you can't be unequally yoked with somebody like that. You got to be careful who you tell your business to. You got to be careful because real friends tell each other secrets. We, we, we can keep them and take them to the grave. <laughs> You hear me? Real friends do that. Look, you telling me this? Taking it to the grave. My lips are sealed until eternity. When God asks me everything. And I can't lie in front of him on that day. (laughs) Taking it to the grave. All of them. That's a real friend. A real friend sticking closer than a brother. Yeah. All right? That is, that is scripture. Here, what I'm telling you is you invite unhealthy stress when you put yourself unequally yoked with another person. Let me tell you something. You cause unhealthy stress upon yourself when you are hooked up in a wrong business relationship. Yeah. Listen to me. I'm in real estate. I deal with a lot of investors. And the interesting thing is I got to be very careful of who I hook, uh, connect myself up with what particular investors. Right. You want to know why? Because everybody is not legit. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And you got to be careful because, number one, being a real estate agent, you liable. So if they don't come through on something and they were supposed to, guess who they coming to next? Me. And I don't want that stress. So I got to be careful who I connect myself with in business. If they don't share values of integrity and they come across and you start observing and discerning like, mm, I don't know if this brother, I don't know if she's of integrity, you better run. Yeah, yeah. Because you cannot jeopardize your integrity because of somebody else. Let me tell you something. A lot of times we jeopardize ourselves when we get hooked up with the wrong people. Because you thought that they would do right and they did not do right. And now they're looking at you because you are blessed or cursed by association. Look, never allow your good to be spoken evil of. That's scripture. Don't let your good be spoken evil of. You trying to do the right thing, but you got this person right here doing doing, uh, corrupt stuff. Don't do that. Don't get yourself hooked up with them. Hallelujah. When you're in a relationship with a significant other, you got to be careful. Yeah. You got to make sure those value systems are the same. If you're a Christian and you're a true believer and they're not, come on. How do you think that's going to work? How? You don't have the same belief system. How do you think that's going to work? It's not going to work. You want it to work, and you're going to try to force it to work. 
force him to come to church with you. Girl, boy, you better come to church with me. Dragging him to church. I, I just, oh my God, I've been in church so long and I see it all the time. Easter, they, they drag their men in church. Come on, let's give Jesus all for this one Sunday out of the year. Oh man, do we really have to? And then some of them, and then some of them, I'm talking about the married, for the married people who, man, don't never come to church besides that Easter. And then, you know, sometimes the women got to use other means to make sure that they come to church. It's like, if you want to get you some, you better come. Oh, y'all ain't trying to have no church tonight. <laughs> and they be, they, they be in there, they be in there like, Lift your hands. <laughs> they be in there. See, now we doing offering. What they, what, what is that? They want their money. Getting this fine house. And then you tap his hand like, put that twenty in there. <laughs> <laughs> I see it all the time. You know when brothers get dragged to church. It's like, you don't got no real, they come in there. Why we can't just sit in the back? No, we sitting up the front. The closer you get to the altar, the more you change your little nasty attitude. Well, you wouldn't have to do that if you didn't unequally yoke yourself with him in the first place. You wouldn't have to do that. You don't need a man that you need to drag to church. You need a man that's going, who's after God's own heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. You need a man who's after God's own heart. You don't need to be like, boy, boy, can you pray for me? Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> okay, uh, I guess I'll take that. <laughs> you, can't, oh man, you can't be in a relationship with that. You need, a, you need somebody who can pray for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not telling you that they got to be all like, oh, grandioso with their prayer. But they, look, they need to, you need to see that they have some type of prayer life with God. Because when you come up under the stress of life, what in the world is going to happen for you? Because if you constantly at the altar like, Lord Jesus, please touch my man. Please, Lord, he's under a lot of stress. God, please touch him. Please. Because he's getting on my nerves, Lord. He's getting on my nerves. Please touch him. Lord, touch him. Oh, I mean, you going in for him. And then he, on the other hand, just like, look, you need to be walking in sync with somebody who's equally yoked as you because when you're in sync with somebody, they can tell when things ain't going right with you. They look at you and say, what's wrong with you? You want to talk about it? You need a man with discernment. Let me tell you something, brothers, listen to me. All of y'all need to have discernment. Trust me, if you want, if you want, your, if you want to be stressful, stress-free, you better have some discernment. Because then she'll get mad when you don't tell that something going wrong with me. Then you, I mean, brother, it shouldn't take you to hurt slamming like cabinets and stuff like that, not really, for you to understand like, hmm, I think there's something wrong with you. <laughs> That ain't it, brothers. Y'all need to, you need that use of discernment. You should be able to hear in her tone when she, 
you know, doing that all over the phone, brother. You see her on FaceTime, you better, you better recognize something is wrong. I mean, it's for your own good. You need to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. That's for your own good. Because, you know, at the end of the day, what happens is, boy, you're just the best boyfriend in the world. You just know when your girl is this. See, I'm telling, help your brothers. I'm trying to give you the DNA. Jesus. But what do I know? What do I know? Let's go to point three. <laughs> Being unequally yoked will cause you, oh, I should have said, to deviate from your kingdom assignment. I've got to spend time with this. Here, here it is. When the two oxen watch, when there's two, when there, when, when there is an unbalance in, 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 in what is carrying, in, in what is yoked next to you, what happens is, is that they begin to go in circles. You begin to go in circles. You can't see when what here here's the deal. When there's two equal, you can go moving straight forward. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Here's the issue when you're when you're yoked up with somebody who's unequally and there's an imbalance in the equation, what happens is there there's only one side carrying weight because that one is drifting off and you're trying to keep it straight and it, it really doesn't happen. So end up you going in circles. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested how people can be in relationships for three to four years and we're still trying to figure out why you're not married. And here's the deal. Most people are playing house. You're playing house anyway. You've been in a relationship for three to four years you're already living together, and some, some people in our generation we're living in already has a kid. My question is, where in the world are you going? You've been in a relationship all this time, and you're still trying to figure out where are you going. You're just going in circles. You ain't gone anywhere. That's not true. We, you haven't done anything. He hasn't made a real woman out of you. Just because you're living in there don't mean he's made you a real woman out of you. Just because he's paying the little bills doesn't mean he's made a real woman out of you. And guess what? Technically, you ain't really been joined together or united. Only as a soul tie. <laughs> Other than that, you got nothing. What happens? You just going in circles. Oh, I love this phrase. Oh, we just talking. <laughs> Ain't going nowhere fast. So, and then here's the deal. What's so funny is to me is that you know when 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 significant others meet the parents. Oh, this is funny. This is hilarious. The very, the biggest question you will always hear a man, a, a, a father ask the man, so what are your intentions with my daughter? Or what are y'all doing? You know what I mean? What are y'all doing? So what happens is this. Oh, we just talking. 
We just seeing where things go. You want to know what that means? If I was a dad, that means you in circles. And then if I help, that's true too. And then if I'm, I hear my daughter saying that, I would say to her, what are you doing? Because you got nothing. Where are you going? Where are you going? You know, we just trying to figure out what are we trying to do. We not trying to rush anything, you know. We just trying to. So tell me how long y'all. Well, we've been talking for six months. Excuse me. <laughs> so you haven't made anything official. No relationship. Are y'all at least calling each other boyfriend or girlfriend? No, because he don't really like terms like that. Y'all are laughing, but you know goodness well people say this. This is what they say. This is the type of culture we're living in. We just, we just like to say that we are with each other. All right. Let's go six months down the road. We meet them again a year later. The same couple. We see them again. So what's y'all plans? You know, we just see him where they, oh, here we go. We're going in circles. <laughs> round and around. Round and around we go. Just going and marching through the wilderness with this joker all day long. And brothers, it's the same for y'all too. Because there's some women the same way. They ain't really trying. They're trying to play. They're playing games with you. They're playing games and you trying to like, but you know, I really like her. And you already done spent money. And so what happens is you, you broke spending money and you going in circles. <laughs> it's spending money for her. Yeah. For a person who don't have no intentions of calling you her boo. That's right. That's right. That's right. But you're trying to drop money on her and act like you're a big baller. Come on, man. You shouldn't act like a big baller for somebody who don't want you. Come on, I'm sorry. It's not worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, it's not worth cheap dates. Cheap dates add up money-wise and gas and time. We have to do something about this, brothers. <laughs> just saying, I'm coming to a close. I know, I know y'all just like, oh Lord. Oh, let's go with another scenario. You doing good. You doing real good. You on your grind. Things are you you on you on a mission. And all of a sudden, this person comes alongside and gets you intrigued. Man, you walking, you handling your business, you making so, you know, you handling your God-given assignment, and then all of a sudden, here comes Delilah, walking, and Delilah walks fast. Now everybody's Delilah is different. Everyone's Delilah is different. You started out strong like Samson, but Delilah makes you weak in your knees. <laughs> Come on, work with me tonight. And so she's there. Takes you, you know, take, takes you, 
oh man, I need her. So what once a person was focused, now you've deviated from the plan because now you're trying to get hooked up with Delilah when all Delilah wants from you is what is your strength. Because here, Delilah is not committed to you. She's not committed to you. Delilah is committed to Delilah and what Delilah wants. Because if anybody else comes with a better offer, she'll take it. If she come with a better offer, she'll take it. And now, because you connected yourself so much, you're now fallen for Delilah. Oh, ladies, you were on your grind. And you fell for a brother that looked like Boaz, resembled Boaz, but he wasn't. His cousin, good for nothing, broke. His cousin came, and you came, and the fact of the matter was, he was so fine, you couldn't resist. And so what started off, you, on, you, you handling and on your kingdom assignment, now you didn't got distracted because, you know, you looking at his muscles. And his cousin, he, oh, his cousin talks a good game. Don't they all? The cousin talks it well but don't have nothing to show for it. But you just so mesmerized by the outside and he don't got nothing on the inside or in his bank account. And so you start fitting his bills. And what once started out as being focused, now you have now deviated from the plan. You want to know why the enemy brings people like that around so you can go and take you away from the plan that God has for your life? That's what Kingdom Connections is about. Kingdom Connections is about making sure that you can recognize what is so you can recognize, excuse me, what is not so you can then recognize what is. You hear me? You cannot play with your life anymore. After hearing this message series, you are held accountable to what you do. The blood is not on my hands. I've educated you. I've given you the tools. I've told you what you need to look out for. I told you what you need to see. Now it is in, the ball is in your court. And the question is, what you going to do now? Have you taken inventory of who you got around you? Have you taken inventory on what you like and your interests? And say, yeah, I think I need to start changing that. Have you begin to look at stuff and see like, mm, uh, mm, she needs to get cut. He needs to get cut. He ain't real friend. No way. Get rid of him. How? What have you done? Ain't that right, Jacozy? <laughs> That's what you need to do. This is what's about because you got a kingdom assignment to, finish, to, to do and you can't do it alone. It takes people to do it with you. Amen. But those people, you got to realize who they are. Because you come alongside them to push them, and they come alongside to push you. And both of us are pursuing God together and saying, yes, we got somewhere to go. It's not here. Heaven's our home. That's where we're going, and that's what Kingdom Connections is about. If you receive that, come on, put your hands together. Stand to your feet. 
If you're not saved in this room, I offer you Jesus Christ tonight. First of all, the biggest kingdom, the biggest connection you'll ever have in your life, the greatest connection is being connected to Jesus Christ. What does it mean to be saved tonight? It means that you have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Understanding that he died on the cross for you and I sin. That even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the just and the unjust. That he died for the godly and the ungodly. You, are, you and I are included in that. That he died for us. If you do not know Jesus, I'm trying to tell you, my friend, there is a real thing and there's a real place called heaven and hell. And no matter what people tell you tonight, there are two real places and that there is an afterlife. There is an afterlife and you make the decision of where you spend it at tonight. Either you're going to spend it in heaven with God or you're going to spend it in hell for eternity with the gnashing of your teeth. Oh, this is a real place. There is no fun. Biggie said, I want to go. I don't want to go to heaven with all the goody goodies. I want to go to hell shooting dice and all that stuff like that. It ain't what he said it is. Trust me. It's a place where you spend in complete isolation, separated from people and separated from God for all of eternity. If you do not know Jesus tonight, I'll offer you Jesus. Let me tell you something. I'm not telling you everything will go great in your life, but what I'm telling you is you won't do life alone. Are you hearing me tonight? If you said, I already know Jesus, you say, to me, you say I know Jesus, but I want to rededicate my life to Christ, you can do that as well. That is available for you tonight. To come back home. His arms are open. He's ready to receive you tonight. You may be saying to yourself, hey, I like what y'all are doing at Transformation Christian Fellowship, and I want to partner with you. Look at somebody. Have you became a partner yet? Have you a partner? Are you a partner? Are you a partner with us? If you want to